My name is Molly McCartney. I'm an intuitive medium, the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Empower Your Wisdom, and the founder of the Empowered Wisdom School. This show was created for women who wish to trust their intuition so they can follow their higher calling and their bliss without fear, doubt, and disempowering relationships holding them back. If you're a spiritual woman with a business or career in any field and a higher calling you've been working towards, and you want to be featured on the show to inspire others with your story, go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show, and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hello, and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney, as usual. And today we are talking about the theme of going beyond the comfort zone. I'm talking to Juliana Bruno. She's the director of the suicidal awareness nonprofit, socialrefugees.org. And uh, it's really cool what they do in this nonprofit. I'm going to ask her lots of cool questions about it. But the other thing we're going to talk about is how Juliana left a, you know, a, a very established career uh, to follow her calling to do this work. And um, as you guys know, that's what we like to talk about a lot. Spiritual callings come in all kinds of shapes and forms. And when we have them, they don't shut up until we, we start <laughs> taking steps in that direction. <laughs> and Julianne's laughing. She knows what I'm talking about. So we're going to talk about that process of hearing the call and listening to the self and going on that spiritual journey and, and that kind of unraveling that that needs to take place in order to switch your focus and your life towards following that calling. So welcome to the show, Juliana. How are you today? Thank you so much for having me. I'm great. I'm excited. Good. I'm excited to have you here. Well, why don't you tell us first about socialrefugees.org? What, what, what is the nonprofit about? What do you guys do? And uh, we'll just start with that and I'll ask questions as I get interested. Sure, sure. Yeah, what we do is we partner mentor artists in the community. So these are artists out in the, in the general community that are uh, doing work. We partner them, pay, we pay them a livable wage. We partner them with a client. One of our clients typically come to us with, they've experienced or affected by suicide, illness, death, uh, and we partner them with the mentor artist who helps them create a body of work in whatever their interest is. Sometimes it's a, it might be a song. Sometimes it might be fine art. It might be projecting something on a building. It, it's really the sky's the limit there, whatever they're interested in. And the mentor artist kind of shepherds them along the way to produce something to tell their story. It doesn't necessarily have to be uh, their story directly associated with, say, uh, suicide, for example, but it could be some part of that that they are exploring themselves. And then we find a venue to display that work, whatever it might be. And in doing so, we create a forum within the community to talk openly and honestly about these topics that are often uh, taboo there's a lot of misinformation out there about them. There's a lot of uh, societal notions that are, are incorrect about suicide, illness, and death. And, uh, and then it kind of can also launch somebody who's looking to be an artist who's gone through these challenging times, but just, you know, is kind of stuck. So there's a lot of sort of things we try to do and we're constantly trying to grow grow to meet 
the needs of the community. Oh, that's beautiful. So, and that was one of my questions. So the, the, the client of, of the organization would, all, would be artistically inclined already or already an artist or a musician, or would they just be coming to this new and maybe discovers that they are an artist through this process? Right, right. Uh, both. So um, oftentimes creatives can really be affected by um, mental strains or illness or suicide or um, things like that. And so uh, they're already sort of artists, creatives in their mind in some way, whether they realize it or not. You know, I, I think all human beings are creators. It's just that have we turned it off or turned it on. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And so it just gives the space for somebody, even if they've never taken, you know, pen to paper before to draw something, but that's what they want to do. They can sort of explore that with an artist who might give them tips or direction or um, support. It's just having that support, which is really everything for all of us and everything we do, really. Mm -hmm. I love that. And opening to that creative center. I mean, I know I, I went to art school. I shared before the show and I share in my book that I was suicidal when I was in art school, mostly because, yeah, all the emotions coming up that I was working through my art with, you know, and, and also not really knowing where to go, what to do with my life with a whole bunch of trauma in tow. Uh, you know, it, it in in some ways that opens the door to the the strain, but it's also the medicine that heals the strain, depending on how we're doing it. So I think that's right. really beautiful to, to see it that way. And so you'll have public art events and invite the community. So so then people from outside go, oh, this sounds really cool. Let's go check it out. And then that's where that conversation happens. Is that right? Can you tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about that? Right. Yes, exactly. So sometimes people might just go because, oh, it's a open mic night at this you know coffee house or something like that. And they find themselves there and then realize that that's part of the conversation, or they might be uh, somehow associated with the person who's having the show or the, the mentor artist, or they might just be interested, maybe struggling themselves, maybe uh, have some sort of past experience with the topic at hand. So they're kind of you know, we're all looking for community in some way. I think that's why it's so powerful when you go to, you know, um, you go to watch live music or, or theater or something like that. It's just so incredibly powerful because for that brief moment of time, you're with this community that gets it, that understands, you know, and that in itself can be so healing for people. So, you know, there's kind of just this host of people who show up and um, people who might be future clients are artists, mentor artists are also there. Mm -hmm. So, and future collaborators, it's just really a host of many different people coming together. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. It's um, an organic kind of machine that kind of keeps fueling itself, it sounds right. like. But the other cool thing about it is, is that those who come to this space and learn what it's all about, that can be very healing for them as well, you know, whether or not they just, they join up or they just come and they have this aha moment and then leave with that or they share it with someone else or I don't know if anything right. ever gets left up, you know, somebody walks by and reads about it, there we go. Like, so you have this ongoing conversation that's very healing. Um, what a beautiful thing, a beautiful calling and very unique as well. 
So you mentioned that you were um, you were a director of, in higher education mm -hmm. before this. And mm -hmm. so when did this calling start kind of getting into your into your consciousness? When did you feel this coming? Because <laughs> right, I know right. it wasn't that long ago that that it started to be your full time thing. But I would imagine it's been a little while. So share share with us about that, if you wouldn't mind. Sure, exactly. Uh, this idea has been rolling around in my head since, you know, around 2015, maybe even before that, you know, like I, I really want to do something uh, associated with suicide awareness. I just felt this very strong calling. Uh, and then 2015, I actually did the, took the first steps to create social refugees. I created a website. I got an LLC started. I filled out all the 501c3 paperwork. You know, I did everything that was necessary except for file the 501c3 paperwork because then, you know, uh, I was beginning to step out to the edge of my comfort zone, you know, and I went like, who, you know, who's going to want to support this cause you know who's going to want to even talk about it it's so hard to even get people to talk about it people are going to make all these assumptions about me you know like uh, you know people are going to come at me with things like well did you think about this and did you think about that and what about confidentiality and you know all these things I had thought about but just didn't really feel confident in what I knew or myself or any of that. So although I did all that paperwork and went through all of that and I had stacks of files, you know, from various things I was doing and I kept it all up and, you know, I had sticky notes around my desk about doing it and everything. I just <laughs> couldn't step out on that other edge, you know, out beyond my comfort zone. And so although I, I, I even, I even, got a a um suicide awareness tattoo on my arm oh wow yeah to show me every day you know you're gonna do this you're gonna do this you're gonna do this you're gonna do this and and then I did nothing with it until last year in 2022 uh after I left my job my career and I really went through this just um man, it's just a, a, a really tough journey, you know, and I realized I, I can't not do this. And I have to step out into the wilderness. I can't, I can't stay in here anymore. This is no longer me. And, and that's when I started taking the next steps. Mm, yeah, I, I know what you mean. This kind of feeling if you're in a career that's no longer you or maybe you know some of us go in careers that were never really us right we just needed to you know pay the bills and pay off the student loans etc cetera, etc cetera. but you know it's it's interesting to bring that point up that there's a point where your your spirit says i've left the building we can't participate here so either either right. you're going to stay in this discomfort or you're going to go towards the fear and, and figure it out so i think <laughs> i'm really glad that you chose to do that and you you kind of described it um as a spiritual quest to find yourself so mm -hmm. when that you know happened and you realized this is it we got to go for it uh what was that journey like what kind of things did you do to get in touch with that voice and and kind of 
block out the the naysayers or the fears and the thoughts that were keeping you stuck right Can you share that yeah sure sure i would say in the beginning you know those first days after you wake up and you don't have that job you've had forever anymore and uh and you know this huge part of your identity whether you like it or not was sort of tied to that and now it's not there anymore and um and those first that those first couple of months i i would say were really really hard you know it's there's a lot of um kind of it's a strange place to be because you have resistant yet you want change yet you're resistant yet you want change you know and you're kind of waffling back and forth and for me i'd always been um someone who was you know um when it was those times i was like new agey you know and all of that and me you and know, my first careers were sort of in this healing realm and and everything and i was really on this path and then and then i entered into the corporate world and i i sort of moved to a place where I didn't have that sports system anymore of those that, you know, my tribe. Mm -hmm. And so I conformed into this other tribe that now existed where I was. And I put down all those tools that I had learned, you know, in my twenties and just, you know, for a couple of decades, just tried to be part of this, you know, tribe that wasn't mine necessarily. Not that I don't, love them all dearly and they're all wonderful people but I was it was me not no one else it was me conforming me deciding I was going to just you know try and fit in you know mm -hmm. and uh so when I started my quest for the second time I hearkened back to those gurus I had uh, learned from so long ago and kind of reread a few uh, books that they had reread books that were really important to me in the times um, Deepak Chopra's uh, seven spiritual laws of success was one of the first books I read and then I, I just consumed all this information that would help me feel confident about what I wanted to do I and I journaled just journaled so much all the time free flow journaling and I'd be like you know, shocked at what I would write down, you know, and then I would it go back. Me. <laughs> yeah, I would be like, I was thinking that, you know, I had no idea. And, you know, I would have these epiphanies while I was, you know, doing research or something, and I'd go write it in my journal. And, um, and I started really meditating. I, um, I actually woke up during foot surgery, uh, a couple of years prior to this. And, um, uh, as a consequence, I had a lot of um, chronic pain and stuff like that because, you know, the surgery ended up being botched because I tried to get off the table. Mm. And so uh, and that was just this big uh, I started doing meditation to stop the pain in my mind because I didn't want to take medication, you know, but I had never really used meditation to uh, go beyond myself or to find myself or to, to just quiet, you know, I become this person that 3am I'm thinking about something I might've said 30 years ago that, <laughs> you know, yeah, I need to somehow <laughs> fix now, you know, and that's, that was just me all the time, busy, busy mind. So meditation, yoga, just reconnecting with, 
with uh, my tribe in that way, you know, I moved and I was able to kind of reconnect with a couple people as well. And, and then it started uh, getting great, you know, because you can, when you start to kind of step out of your comfort zone, I, I cannot stress enough how incredible being outside of your comfort zone is, you know, <laughs> I, I just really can't, I keep trying to you know, they always say um, you can't force people to go on a on their own spiritual journey, you know, but but it's so fantastic. You want to just drag everybody along, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and so that's kind of where I am now. Now I'm at this place where, wow, everything's incredible, you know, mm -hmm. that's wonderful. Yeah. And it and it really is a different way of life when you're kind of living in that bubble of the comfort zone. You find the the pleasures that keep you going and maybe you go on a vacation here and there, you get your weekend and this and that. And and it is very, you know, it's sometimes it can be a choice. I know, I know of some people that have even said, you know, I know what you're saying out there would be great, but I, I kind of like it here. And I think at right. a certain point, some people do, and then they change later or not. And that's okay. But um, I'm I'm with you on that. When when I jumped out and stayed living outside of that, said this is where I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be either just outside or way outside, even though that can be right. very uncomfortable. Granted, um, and just learning how to how to navigate it, learning how to to watch the thoughts and the fears that keep us worried that we're gonna not survive it. And and that's right. this you know that's where that phrase comes from. That life begins right outside the comfort zone. Um, and what I teach with my intuitive development program is that we've got this ego that likes to think it likes to figure things out it likes to control things or try anyway like even right. something you said 30 years ago that you want to fix right right <laughs> and then of course the fear says we'll never make enough money and people will laugh at you and or they'll hate you or whatever or resent you and it's just like all right what's true about all that number one and is i mean are we going to survive this? Absolutely. So if we're going to survive it, then we can make the best of it and actually create something new and better than what was back in the comfort zone. Right. So love your story. It's a great example of that. And so, so now I want to get to the part where we talk about the challenges that you're currently facing, because it sounds like you've been through a lot, you've used a lot of tools, and now you're here. And as I, as I talk about a lot, once we go to the next level with our calling or anything, you know, it could be a relationship change or, uh, you know, kids are born or leave the house, your identity shifts in some way, right. you're back at it again. <laughs> your ego is back at it again. So in what ways do these doubts and fears affect you these days? Right, right. So, uh, you know, once things start becoming real, there's always, I think, a bit of a recoil, at least for me, you know, like, okay, I'm, um, I'm, I'm up, I'm getting this going, you know, I'm getting all the social media set up and all this marketing, which is, you know, something that is in my comfort zone to do, you know, and then it gets to the point of now I've got to start networking and making money. I have to start getting some donations or some funding or something like that. Um, I have to get a, a sponsor, a fiscal sponsor for the nonprofit while I'm waiting for our 501c3 paperwork to come through, which is the paperwork you file to be a nonprofit. So that requires um, 
a lot of going further beyond uh, the outside of the comfort zone than I was before, which is cha it's challenging to sell things that are so dear to your heart, you know, that's, it's, it's so, it's so hard, just like, you know, artists, and as you know, putting yourself out there on a podcast and all these things is, is such a surrender to the universe. <laughs> and it's so hard to do that when you've, you know, grown up thinking you don't surrender anything, you never show your cards, you don't, you know, you don't do anything and any successes in your you know any successes i had in um the corporate world or the the regular work world was really about strategy and what do i say and don't say and how do i play this and you know all these things that aren't about surrender they're about exposing a little bit but not the whole thing and when and where and how are you going to use that you know <laughs> and besides that and what you want and so yeah, the complete surrender is always so, so hard, you know, and I I did, I started some networking last week, for example, and, and it was so hard for me, like frightening while I, and it was just, a, you know, like a Zoom conference, but I, you know, I'm sweating, I just like, oh my gosh, so just, just to type my email in the chat for other people to get a hold of me, you know, and I'm like, you got to step out of your comfort zone and do it. So I, I did it. And then it was like overarching bliss that I was able <laughs> to just make that little tiny baby step. I mean, I have so much further to go, but it's really just, you know, I guess this surrender and kind of not hardening, but not like not grabbing on to any comment that isn't glorious mm -hmm. and then you know making that into something bigger than it is or you know to to mm -hmm. find some understanding of it or well something presented itself to me so that I can improve in some way you know whatever whatever that is it's yes yes it's challenging so it yeah. is amen <laughs> yeah and when you're when you're going out in a bigger way and I certainly have experienced that as well people who don't completely understand what you're up to they will make assumptions or throw some shade or whatever right right i burn a lot of sage and do a lot of uh, hohonopono lately um you know just, <laughs> right just like it's all good but right. you know and and i think it's it's understanding that the you know we have our ego that overthinks and fears things and so does everybody else right so if they're not in their spirit and in their intuition about something which is really cool getting to know women all over the world like yourself i love when they come on they go i just felt like this was going to be really good and then it is it's always been really good but right. you get some people who don't understand that are like what's going on very suspicious and it's like i can tell if you're in your intuition if you're in your spirit you're going to know what's right for you. You're going to know what's in harmony. And then if right. it's not, if it doesn't feel right, you just go, okay, next. Right. Um, so, so with that, that fear of that criticism, it sounds like it's there for you mm -hmm. or maybe, you know, not being fully prepared if people have questions for you or yeah, they, they say, well, that's not going to work. So you need to do it this way. So it'll like dampen your passion and things like that. Right. So I think, uh, you know, I get the, the, the sense and the vision of you holding uh, like the flame of the candle, like don't blow my candle out, just don't blow it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I pulled a few cards for you to, to help out today, if you don't mind me sharing that. Yeah, that would be great. Okay, awesome. So, so you definitely have 
like every card in my deck that has to do with purpose, uh, being a light worker, being a healer, um, living from your higher self and your truth is in this small spread that I've done. So the first, it leads with the fact that your higher self um, has come down and asked you to speak your truth about who you are. And, you know, it's real interesting that you kind of had that awareness early in life and then put it away to for the, for the, you know, necessary things in life. And you're like, okay, I can do this. I can be an ordinary everyday human. And now it's coming <laughs> back. Like you cannot be ordinary anymore. You have to do these extraordinary things. So I feel as the more, um, I want to say the more woo woo you get with it, the better your spirit almost wants you to, to share that this is a, a healing offering that you're offering people. It is, it is from the heart and soul. It is a social movement, but it's more about healing community and healing people that don't have a voice. So I feel like even leading with that is 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 more powerful than you may think. Does okay. that come up for you? Like how to phrase it or how to share who you are and why you've done this, et cetera? Right, right. A hundred percent. I mean, I feel like half the time I say things, people are like, what? You know, or, you know, um, yeah, I, I all the time and i think like you can't talk about it in this woo woo flowery way you have to stick to the facts because that's you know every training you take is remove all emotion and just but it's not it's not me like you know mm -hmm. i could i could start crying talking about it. so you know it's just yeah that so resonates yeah yeah and it feels like maybe there there there's going to be a little bit of both for you that there's a you know the pr that's this is what we do and this is right. you know the nonprofit work but when we're when you're messaging and marketing it and sharing yourself um as woo as you want to get because these are the kinds of initiatives i think light workers are having all over the planet i just talked to a gal the other day that's a filmmaker um, and, and she's called to help people make these documentaries to share their their light work and and you know it's just like that's her calling so it's it's right. very it's she's not doing the healing work per se but she's elevating voices um, and so for you it's like you know I'm sure you're creative in your own right but you're not the artist doing the art or you're not the healer putting people on the table but you are doing healing work and I think that's it's an important conversation to be had because the right people will come in and, and swoop in to support you when they hear that language okay so that feels really really good um and you're coming out of a time where you did a lot a lot of change a lot of upheaval upheaval excuse me um, mm -hmm. um with with your calling in the last um well it's been a year i would say the last several months but a to, the, to the year um and you're moving into a time of learning um not to not to give away so much of yourself but it is also about receiving and learning to be in the receptive mode. And if we if we are going to talk in woo woo terms, which we should, um, it's about that polarity, you know, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that part of you that wants to give and do and make it make sense. It's like just open and kind of let things fall into place, like take one step and like see where the universe like meets you way closer than you ever thought it would. Um, so and this is, I think, when it comes to outreach. Mm -hmm. um whatever you're thinking about doing with outreach i feel like it's going to be unexpected and it's just about you continuing to throw it out there to different people and i get a couple of organizations that are going to be like wow this is this is something we've been thinking about and you're already doing it so then you get that backing is that is there something going on right, with that right. already uh 
Yeah, you know, I mean, I was just thinking like, oh, I have to be more, you know, I'm kind of putting these little feelers out or threads out and some are coming back and it's like, wow, that's not what I expected, but that might be really great, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, that does seem that it, it, it is something I need to do more is just receive yeah you know? yeah receive and there's a i feel like a a video there's something about a video whether it's like a commercial or a, a short documentary about what this is all what is it about mm -hmm. um that feels i see i just saw moving pictures uh, about this so i don't know if you already have one if you're thinking of making one but that is going to be a very good way to touch people as well and they'll get it better oh, <laughs> it's like here awesome. just watch yeah. the video yeah <laughs> Oh, great. Yeah, that has been on my mind. So yes. terrific. <laughs> Do the video. So so the biggest thing here too, what's going on with yourself is you're calling your soul back home and this journey of reclaiming your healer purpose-filled self. Not that you didn't feel purposeful in your old work, but your spirit guides have been guiding you back to this and, and kind of pulling you towards it over and over again so that you feel like you came and accomplished the mission you came to accomplish because there's this sense is if you let too many years go by that you would either just let it go and go down a path of depression yourself and just mm -hmm. say, well, what's the point? Um, but by doing this now, it's like, all right, this is, this is setting me up for those open roads that are coming. Um, and I do feel there's a fear of visibility and being alone in all of this. So um, that's the thing when you start something community-based like this, you're, it stems from you or it's seated in you and then now it's opening up. I feel the more that you let it take on a life of its own, the better. Um, and that, I'm reminded of someone that I've spoken to that, that was building a, a center for, a, it's kind of, kind of a hospice center or conscious dying center. And it was the same thing for her. And she just needed to remember it wasn't all her. She could just put it out there and let people come in that wanted to participate. So um, when you are worried about that, that's gonna be the most healing thought you can have. Okay. That spirit's gonna send you the right people because there's soul contracts going on here. You know, right, they, right. they've contracted to do it as much as you have. Um, so, so as far as what is to be done, I just see, you know, energetic boundaries, walking to the beat of your own drum, realizing this is your art, your creation. Um, and if people think it's weird, it's like, so what? Like, you just don't get it. That's cool. You will. <laughs> you don't get it right now, but you will later. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I think, I think even with mediumship, sometimes I go there. I'm like, you know, if you don't believe in it, that's fine. But we'll talk about it on the other side. <laughs> right, <know>? right. <laughs> it's cool. I don't have to prove that it's true to you. Um, but the more you stand in your spiritual maturity and, and your reasons and your story for this, and, and what was your, you know, you said you were called to help with suicidal awareness. Um, what's your, and you don't have to share everything, but what's your personal like why and why you're doing this? Right, right. Um, I think, well, I've known a fair amount of people who've uh, either attempted or completed suicide. Um, and it's, it's really, um, I think a lot of times, like when I first thought of what can I do in that realm, um, it really impressed me that there, there are people who are left behind, so to speak, when something like that happens, and they harbor all this guilt or um, emotional baggage about what happened that 
that kind of creates a barrier for them to go on with their life. They feel somehow they're at fault if they would have only picked up the phone when that person called or gone out to dinner when asked or things like that. You know, or what did I do? How did I not see this or mm-hmm. any of those things? There's there's a lot of uh, people out there really suffering with that. And that's those are some of the clients that social refugees has are not necessarily people who have attempted, but people who are somehow affected by the outcome mm-hmm. of suicide in some way or death or illness. You know, I know um, I've also experienced death in my life and it, you know, is, is just not associated with suicide, but just the the grief and there's no place to go you know there's no place to go you just it's so hard to navigate and some people never I don't think we ever successfully navigate it completely but there are some people that don't even start the process of trying to navigate what that's like for them you know um it's complicated. Yeah. Very yeah. complicated because yeah, if you're struggling with those feelings of guilt and and all this, it's like but but they're the one who passed. I shouldn't feel bad. You know, there's like all these layers of complex grief going on. And you're right. It doesn't get talked about a lot. We do talk about right. grief a lot more than we used to and now conscious dying a lot more than we used to, but that is one space where there's there's a need, you know, to to help those who are walking around feel more healed so that they can live their best lives because right. yeah that's that's a big challenge that gets left behind for sure mm-hmm. yeah well i love it i get it <laughs> i think it's amazing <laughs> i can see you know different initiatives popping up all over the place with this you know this could be like the old flash mobs that they used to have right. it's like start a fran- start a, a, c- a community in your community uh to do right. this and it's a, you know education and re- outreach so so I think it's beautiful um, with with all that I'm seeing here. It's just it's very much a personal healing journey for you as much as it is for the people that you're helping. So see it as that now and know that it's going to surprise you a lot of beautiful surprises along the way to great. That, yes, that that lead to the success of this work. <laughs> That's great. Wow, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, good, awesome, very cool. Well, um, so we've reached the end of the show. Uh, thanks for letting me share that and thanks for sharing your light today. What a cool um, experience this has been and I'm sure you've um, really helped a lot of people listening that want, have a calling that other people don't understand. It's like, it is possible. Just right. take some steps and it is possible. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And thank you so much for having me. Um, it's really been wonderful and I really appreciate your work. Oh, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. So where can people find out more about socialrefugees.org? They can go to the website, socialrefugees.org. We also have a link tree, which is social refugees. And there you'll see everywhere that we are uh, on Instagram and YouTube and places like that. We're at social refugees. So we're pretty easy to find. Uh, Right now we're doing a 12-month journaling journey. So we're on month three. If you want to participate in that, you can see the videos for that on YouTube at Social Refugees, and you can jump in and participate at any time. Uh, and uh, and on the link tree is various ways to give if you feel so inclined, or if you want to get involved, you can just DM me or 
um, use the contact page on our website. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for that. All right, Juliana, have a wonderful afternoon. And thanks so much again for being here. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Hey there. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, if you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to empoweredwisdomshow.com. Three, listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.